0: Welcome to the Senior Attorney Match podcast. I am your host, attorney Jeremy Pook, founder of Senior Attorney Match. Here, we discuss how attorneys who have practiced for more than 30 years can monetize their law practices. We also explain how to value and how to sell a law practice and the logistics involved when transitioning a law practice to a successor lawyer or law firm. In this episode, we welcome back Scott Loring, mediator, and business coach. Scott, welcome back to the Senior Attorney Match podcast.
1: Thanks, Jeremy. It's always a pleasure to be here. As
0: we've talked about before, when senior attorneys, that is lawyers that have practiced more than 30 years, approach me with questions about their practices, the two questions that they often start with are, what is my practice worth and who can actually succeed to my practice? Today's episode, we're going to focus on that who question. And we're really going to focus on five myths versus realities about who can take over a senior attorney's practice.
1: Sounds like a great idea. So the first myth is this year, my internal successor will approach me to offer to purchase my practice.
0: What I often find is that senior attorneys that I work with often have one or more long-term attorneys that have worked with them. They're either senior associates or they're partners, equity partners, or partners in name only. And the senior attorneys always have this expectation at the beginning of a given year or sometime during the year that this is the year that that internal successor, the presumed internal successor, is going to approach the senior attorney and say, I'm ready to buy into the practice. I'm ready to buy the practice. So let's ask a few reality check questions, and we'll do this throughout the episode today. So here are the first couple of questions. Has your internal successor ever approached you about taking over the practice, investing in the practice, adding their name to either the commercial lease or the credit line that the practice maintains? Looking at the senior attorney himself or herself, are they what we call a a papa bear attorney or a mama bear attorney? That is, does the senior attorney bring in the majority of the casework? And the internal successor really works on the cases that the senior attorney has produced over the years. And then the last reality check question is, is the internal successor, in reality, what we would call a back office guy. That is someone who delivers great legal services, but is not necessarily a business person and somebody that really wants to run a business.
1: And what are the implications of if they are a back office guy, as you say, how does that imply?
0: So, what it really implies is if we look at the past as an indicator for what the future is going to bring, then this myth that this is the year that your internal successor is finally going to approach you is why we call it a myth, Scott, because if they haven't done it for so long and they're much more comfortable being the back office guy, being the person that the papa bear is perennially taking care of and brought the cases in, and the internal successor is doing the work then this probably isn't the year. Next year is not going to be the year, and subsequent years are not going to be the year. And then it goes back to this question. All right, well then, who can take over my practice? So before we get to the next myth, Let's just look at what the better option is. And people are going to hear the theme about this, and people that are familiar with Senior Attorney Match are going to know this theme, that the better option is often what we call an external plan. Throughout the podcast, we'll call it a growing law firm. So a growing law firm that practices in the same practice area as the senior attorney and the internal successor, they present a better option because they, unlike the internal successor, they're already running a business. They want to grow their business. They look at the senior attorney as offering four major values for what growing law firms want and need. And those four values are clients, referral sources, the goodwill that the senior attorney has developed over the course of his career, and the know-how of the senior attorney And what's important here, the know-how of that lawyer staff, the internal successor who the senior attorney wants this year, next year, subsequent years to take over their practice is exactly the kind of attorney or attorneys that growing law firms welcome when they welcome senior attorneys into their practices too.
1: What I'm really hearing is to ask a back office guy to grow into becoming the rainmaker or the new papa bear, that's asking them to change who they are. And it might be a better idea to find somebody who is like the senior attorney already, who has that rainmaking ability and would value the clients and the referral sources and all that. And so it would be a better fit to replace the senior attorney with a version of himself rather than ask the internal successor to grow and become like the senior attorney. Is that correct? That's
0: that's exactly right. All right, Scott, let's hit everybody up with myth number two. All
1: right, myth number two. If I ask my internal successor to make me an offer, he will get scared that I may retire soon and then leave with my clients and referral sources.
0: Scott, this is a really big myth, okay? Because senior attorneys, they depend on their internal successors. They have trained these people They have introduced them to their clients and referral sources. We just talked about the four values of a law practice. The two major values out of those four are clients and referral sources. What if the internal successor actually left the firm and took those clients and referral sources with the internal successor? So let's add some reality check questions to that myth. So those questions are, how much does the internal successor financially depend on the senior attorney. The second question is, what percentage of new cases per year does the internal successor actually generate? And the third question, which is really important, is do the clients and referral sources of the law firm consider the internal successor as their lawyer or the senior attorney? The point here is that the internal successor needs the senior attorney. In all likelihood and in our experience, the internal successors are not picking up and moving because, as we said before in myth number one, they're not natural business people. They don't have their own book of business. The senior attorney has been the papa bear attorney. And the concern about the financial implications to the internal successor, if they actually went on on their own without a book of business, is what is actually going to keep the internal successor directly where they have been with the senior attorney.
1: So even if the senior attorney is fearful that, oh, okay, my back office person, they're going to, if I tell them I'm thinking about a change, they're going to leave. Actually, because of who they are and how they are, it's extremely unlikely they're going to suddenly say, hey, I can be a rainmaker and I can take these people with me. The odds are poor that they'll think of it and also that the clients will think of them that way.
0: That's exactly what I'm saying. And actually, there's a bigger issue here. And this is something that we see all the time. Because this particular myth and the concern of the senior attorney to approach the internal successor, to ask about this internal successor's interest to buy into the firm or purchase the firm from the senior attorney, what it really does is it sows the seeds for what we call the status quo. That is, senior attorney unwilling to approach the internal successor out of fear that the internal successor could leave the practice and thereby leave the senior attorney to have to do the work, find a replacement. It sows the seeds that years and years and years, literally, Scott, years and years and years go by. But as that status quo continues and the senior attorney is doing nothing about succession planning for the practice, the status quo causes two negative impacts on the value of a senior attorney's practice. First is that clients and referral sources will actually stop coming to the firm. Clients retire. Clients, unfortunately, pass away. Clients move away. Same thing with referral sources. And as the revenues of a law firm will start going down over time, at that point, it raises the risk of what we call a random Tuesday event. And a random Tuesday event is that at some point, that internal successor that is dependent upon the Papa Bear attorney will look at the Papa Bear and say, you know what? I need to join another Papa Bear because I don't know how much longer the senior attorney is going to continue practicing. And all of a sudden, this attorney that's worked with the senior attorney for often decades will give the senior attorney two weeks or one month's notice.
1: So it's almost like, by ignoring that reality, that gradually changing day by day. Today looks like tomorrow, looks like yesterday. But at some point, the back office guy says, "Uh uh-oh, things aren't the way they were yesterday. And actually, if I compare this year to last year, I can see the trend we're on. I'm not hearing anything from my senior attorney. He's not talking to me. We don't have a plan. I love him, but I got to save myself and my family, so I better... Jump to a new ship before I'm pushed. 100%.
0: And it happens. And the other random Tuesday event is that a senior attorney gets older, there's a risk for an unexpected physical or mental health issue. Mm -hmm. And if that happens, the default is that the internal successor is going to be pushed into taking over the firm. And in our experience, The family of the senior attorney will literally, unfortunately, receive pennies on the dollar for the value of the law firm's practice because that internal successor, they'll need a replacement job and they will not be in the position to be able to pay the value for the senior attorney's practice. All going back to the fact that on this myth, where the senior attorney was scared that the internal successor could leave by broaching the subject of succession planning, it sowed the seeds of the risk of the status quo and its random Tuesdays associated with it. So let's talk about the better option here, because we've talked about the status quo and what this myth can do on the negative side. Let's look at the positive side. The better option here is that the senior attorney often has a very good relationship with the internal successor. And even though the senior attorney may be scared to broach the subject of succession planning, approaching this person that depends upon you that trusts you having an open and honest conversation about okay if you do not want to and you're not let's say capable to succeed to my practice what if we together look to merge the practice with a growing law firm and our experience the internal successor Welcomes that with open arms because they know that the senior attorney has historically looked out for the internal successor's best interest. They are stronger as a team than separate.
1: Makes sense. All right, myth number three. This year, I will recruit a lawyer from a midsize or large law firm with 15 to 20 years of experience in a book of business who will want to take over my practice when I retire.
0: So, this is the number one. We put this as number three. But this is really the number one myth that when I meet with senior attorneys that they will ask me about, we'll say, okay, I've got this wonderful practice and there just has to be a lawyer that's practiced for 15 to 20 years that would love to come and take over my practice and pay me the value for it. Sounds great, right? Yes. So the problem is, similar to the other myths, we've got some reality check questions to ask. So those questions are, first of all, just how many entrepreneurial lawyers? are willing to leave established law firms to join the senior attorney's practice, take over all of the overhead associated with that practice, and take on the risk that the clients will actually stay with this attorney, who we refer to as the kid, okay? Will actually stay with the kid after the senior attorney retires. That's reality check question number one. Number two is how many other firms Are competing to recruit a kid into their practice and then the third reality check question on this one is okay let's just say the kid joins your practice okay and things are working okay for the first couple of years that kid is going to be getting calls often from recruiters asking the kid to go back to the city law firm offering the kid fixed compensation benefits vacation time And all of a sudden, the kid, after two to three years or longer, can walk into the senior attorney's office and say, you know what? I just got an offer. I can't refuse. I need to do this for myself and my family. And now all of a sudden, the senior attorney is back to the drawing board X number of years after having the kid come into their firm. And as the lawyers know that are listening to this, there are no restrictive covenants in law firms and among lawyers. So worst case scenario here is a kid can come in for several years, go back to another firm, and key clients can go with the kid. So by contrast, what's the better option here? And of course, there's a running theme, a growing law firm, right? Rather than try to compete for a kid to come into the senior attorney's practice By joining a growing law firm that practices in the same practice areas, in the same geographical areas, the senior attorney, well, guess what? Those firms have multiple kids. Those same kids that you're trying to recruit into your firm, they are at the growing law firms because those lawyers prefer to be in firms where there's strength in numbers. And to go along with this theme of kids, growing law firms are very willing and very open to adopting That is bringing along with the senior attorney, the senior attorney's internal successors. So it's really a win-win there rather than trying to recruit in a kid, join a growing law firm that already has the kids and would welcome yours too. So let's go on to myth number four, please.
1: All right. Myth number four. If I consider merging my practice with a growing law firm, my internal successor will leave and take my clients and referral sources with him.
0: So this is very similar to myth number two, right? So myth number two, just as a reminder, was, okay, if I ask my internal successor to make me an offer, my internal successor will then just pack his bags and leave. This one is saying, okay, if I approach my internal successor and say, well, why don't we consider joining a growing law firm, then the internal successor will also pack his bags and leave. Well, rather than repeat what we went over with myth number two, we'll just say very quickly, it's the same exact myth. The internal successor depends on the senior attorney. They need the senior attorney. They often do not have a book of business. And when senior attorneys approach their internal successor and say, let's collaborate, let's do this together. In our experience, the internal successor wraps their arms around that opportunity, or you do find out that that's the time that this internal successor says, you know what, I think I will move at this time. But let's just say that happens, Scott. At least in that situation, it's not a random Tuesday. The senior attorney is controlling his destiny rather than relying upon the status quo and the random Tuesdays that we talked about before. Great, so let's go on. We got one myth left.
1: All right. Myth number five. Based upon the longtime loyalty of my lawyer staff, they deserve to take over my practice.
0: Great. Thank you. So we just went over myths one through four. And based on my experience, senior attorneys will listen to those four myths and say, but wait a second, this internal successor, he or she, they just deserve my practice. Okay. When I go on vacations, They take care of the practice. When I've got the motion that I've just got to get ready for the next morning's hearing, they stay up to 11 o'clock at night. They've been with me for years and years and years. They just deserve it. And I just so much want them to get this value. And here, it really conjures up, and Scott, you're the mediator, so I think you'll tell this better than I can, about the parable of two children fighting over an orange and mom comes in and she just cuts it in half and says, there you take half and you take half. And so tell us a little bit about that parable, please.
1: Yeah. There's the two uh, kids are fighting over the orange. and mother says, stop your fighting. That's it. I'm cutting the orange in half. And they each get half an orange. What is not explained was one daughter wanted the peel to make a cake and the other wanted the pulp and the inside to make juice, was there a better solution than just simply cutting it in half? And it points to the underlying interests. If their interests are security and if the internal successor, if they want security, they want safety, they want to continue on, just sort of giving them the practice or trying to sell it to them might not be the best way to get them the interest that they're craving.
0: That's exactly right. And so, just to say it a little bit differently, is what does the internal successor really want? And in our experience, what the internal successor wants is not so much to take over the practice, they want job security. And taking over the practice really worries them because it adds in all kinds of variables that they're not used to over the years because the senior attorney, by and large, has been the Papa Bear.
1: What they really deserve is security. And so, the best path to meet that need is by joining up with a growing law firm. And so if they deserve something, that might be the best way to get it to them.
0: And it also rewards the loyalty. That is the loyalty of the internal successor to the senior attorney can be best rewarded by introducing that internal successor to a law firm that will continue to gainfully employ the internal successor for five, 10 plus years.
1: Again, it reminds me of the phrase win-win.
0: And that's a great way for us to conclude. So we've gone over these five myths and it's important for us also to mention what we often refer to as the three wins that growing law firms present to senior attorneys. The three wins that growing law firms present as an alternative to succession planning for attorneys, or win number one is that senior attorneys are entering into a succession plan with the right successor for their law practices. Win number two is securing the ongoing competent representation of the senior attorney's clients And also rewarding your internal successor with the loyalty that they provided to the senior attorney for so many years by providing job continuity for the internal successor. And then the third win is for the growing law firm itself. It's a major win for growing law firms because... They actually want to take over the senior attorney's practice. They recognize the four values that the senior attorneys and their staff and their lawyers bring to the growing law firm because of that great goodwill that the senior attorney has developed over the course of his career. So there you have it, Scott. Those were the five myths versus reality for senior attorneys as they're considering an internal succession plan versus the growing law firm external plan that Senior Attorney Match very much advises that senior attorneys pursue. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Senior Attorney Match podcast. For more information, please visit seniorattorneymatch.com. You can always reach me Jeremy Pook by calling me at 781-247-4211 or sending me a text message at 617-285-3325.